Mama. A word that we all know, a word some of us hear a thousand times a day, and some are anxiously waiting for. It's a title accompanied by immense joy, deep loss, and hearty laughter. I'm Aubrey. And I'm Marin. We love mamas, and we love your strength and your sacrifice. We honor your easy days and the days where you hide in a closet. Because we have them too. We know that moms need moms, and that's where we come in. And the best part is, you can show up in your messy buns and sweatpants and we'll never know. In fact, we're probably in ours too. We hear you and we want to connect with you. This is your community. So welcome to our sisterhood. Welcome to our circle. Welcome Welcome to to the Mamahood. Hey Mamas, welcome to this week's episode. I'm Marin Bay here with Aubrey Grossen and we are so excited to talk about one of our favorite topics, which is birth. This is one of many times we'll be talking about this subject. We're going to dive into this topic with Sarah Clark. You may know her as the Dainty Pear. We hey, love Sarah. her so much. <laughs> you guys are so nice. Um, she's an amazing mama to five kids within five years. Blogger, YouTuber, business owner, doula, birth and anxiety coach. But probably my most favorite about her is she's like pro at dub smashing and she's always been a Nutella addict. So... <laughs> Um, So we wanted to start our birth series by talking about something that everyone who has ever given birth or is about to give birth can relate to, which is figuring out what kind of delivery you want to have. And this is something that has plagued my mind with all three of my births. Okay, so how about we start though real quick, just kind of giving a brief background of the different kinds of births that we've all had. Um, So Maren, why don't you start? Um, so my first induction was a faulty epidural. My second was very fast and I went to labor on my own and my epidural was also faulty. Um, so at that point I started to feel like something's wrong with me. (laughs) Um, and then my third was induced due to decreased growth and that epidural completely failed. Like wasn't even just faulty, completely Mm -hmm. failed, which OBS can went through too didn't mm-hmm. have you had a f- oh you just you choose to <laughs> <laughs> i choose the torture no just kidding yeah I, honestly i think it's uh it's hard when you're not planning on it and you have to do that it's mentally really hard yeah and physically but um especially when you're not wanting that or planning on it mm-hmm. yeah for sure and i think we get to talk about that in another episode so yeah. yeah, or maybe this one. We'll see <laughs> what the out- what does the outline say. Yes. We'll all find out in a minute. Um, yeah, so I would just say, I mean, I had faulty epidurals with all of them, but I would only say my last, my only my last one would I classify as like totally natural mm-hmm. because it didn't work at all. Mm-hmm. But anyways, that's me. Oh man. <laughs> so did you did you know this about yourself and start to prepare for a natural one, or were you just um, unmedicated? I don't really say natural. I so guess. I yeah, and like I started doula training and stuff mm-hmm. to try and learn some methods too mm-hmm. I did try mm-hmm. to like prepare myself mm-hmm. but then when you're actually in, in it, it. <laughs> um she's kids no, real <laughs> no nothing nothing worked yeah yeah none of the so things hard. I'm like trying to remind myself like the mm-hmm. things I thought about and ended up pretty mm-hmm. much just like sc- screaming my way through and that worked but honestly I've done that that was my method <laughs> screaming I asked through. my husband if I could watch the birth video and he's like I think you need to give yourself time yeah. to watch yeah. that one because I love girl. watching them I love birth like yeah. I've watched my first two but that one he's like you should wait yeah <laughs> yeah oh, it's oh, intense with our second baby and I guess I'll say this in a second but I googled afterwards 
yelling during childbirth and <laughs> found a support group online because I was so embarrassed. <laughs> it was and embarrassing. I had no training. Like, I wasn't prepared for it. I hadn't taken any classes, or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Whatever. It just felt like torture. Like, I, <laughs> I just felt like I was being tortured. And I was just, I guess, responding how you do when you're, you're being, being tortured. tortured. Yeah. But what's funny is my it. niece was there because she had asked okay. to come to my delivery and back before I knew this was going to happen I was like sure come and she's like 12 and she was there for the whole thing because it all happened really fast and at the end I was like so Isa like how was that that was your first birth that you've watched she's like it was scary she's like I will never be participating in <laughs> yeah. this activity yikes that's her whole comment though not like it was cool I was like that was just scary okay oh, yeah. well yeah oh, you'll never look yeah. at your auntie the same but <laughs> I got. So. I went to my um, friend's birth this past week, and she had her son in there. I think. Oh, I don't know how old he is. Maybe ten. And he was in the room, and he cut the cord, and oh. it was such a cool experience. But yeah, she she had an epidural, and it did work. It did. And, work. Yeah, he wasn't scared, but I think he was really intrigued mm-hmm. by things, and he's like, "Oh, that's gross." <laughs> or he was calling things out in a really hilarious way, but he was observing. Yeah, but it wasn't like traumatizing. Yeah, so <laughs> sometimes funny. it is. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. it's your turn. What have your births been like? Um, my first one was really long. That's kind of all I remember about remember about it. And then once I got the epidural, which I love, Sarah will talk about medicated and unmedicated, which I love this because she's always like, everyone's naturally having a baby, mm-hmm. so That's it always true. like validated me. I was like, okay, I can have a na- <laughs> I can have a natural birth, and ha- and in- I enjoyed it because I had my epidural. There's so, nothing not natural about birth. Yeah, right. Yeah, it's just medicated right. or we unmedicated. We should stop saying natural birth. Yeah, huh? I, I take I it back. Say I take it back. No, you're fine. <laughs> and the the thing is like that's a search term and so sometimes even when I'm naming my YouTube videos or blogs or whatever I'm like hesitantly saying natural birth but yeah. I don't mean it and then usually I'll clarify I mean mm-hmm. unmedicated but I guess I would know how to classify people... one where the epidural doesn't work though because it's like I was yeah. medicated but but yeah. it didn't work it didn't work I've heard it just called failed epidural I mean yeah yeah just it hurt <laughs> <laughs> Period. But we don't want to scare moms if they're pregnant right now. Like, this is something we want to empower with, too. Like, yes. right. So well, I will say. there's nothing more empowering than birth. I love I know. Yes. Yeah. And I think even though it was long, the epidural was great. And I enjoyed the first birth. And then my second birth, I loved, loved. She was my rainbow baby. So it was, yeah, it was hard. And then I had some health scary things happen yeah. but then I was fine and then the third one I had a failed epidural too but Sarah was actually in the room with me <laughs> she was my doula and mm-hmm. she helped me so Thank you. okay so tell us <laughs> yours though like go through maybe each okay each one how long do briefly. we have just, <laughs> just be like in a nutshell I'll just share one of the children no just kidding so our first was I had an epidural I didn't want an epidural in my mind for some reason I was like I'm doing this without an epidural and I don't know why I thought that. I literally did not prepare. I like got a DVD and watched it. Um, <laughs> we didn't even do birth classes. <laughs> nothing yeah. at the hospital. Nothing like podcasts weren't really a thing then. There just wasn't that much information about it. And I feel like that's maybe why, as our births progressed, I became passionate about getting information out there for women so that they could mm-hmm. have an educated decision whether they chose to have it medicated or not. Yeah being able to choose one way or the other and um anyway so i was in late same thing as obs it was really long really really long 
and I had been in preterm labor for weeks and months really I had gone into preterm labor around 26 or 27 weeks and so they were trying everything they could do to stop labor and stop me having all these contractions because I had severe morning sickness and HG and it's a real treat so any of you mamas (laughs) going through that I'm sorry and I feel you but that was one of mine too bad hard it's really hard we'll have to do an episode on that too we should do that yeah yeah it's a real it's a real struggle and it's hard because you're so grateful to be pregnant it almost feels hard to complain about it yeah we talk about this a lot because I'm like I openly admit I hate being pregnant Mm -hmm. but I always feel really guilty saying it because they're I mean, like, obviously mm-hmm. it's such a gift, but it's, I mean, some things are really, really hard. It is. And I've found some comfort in my friends who've had to do fertility treatments and right. it's taken them so yeah. long, years and years. And when they get pregnant, they've been like, this is so hard. And I'm like, okay, if she can say it, I can say it. <laughs> right, right. You know, but not really. It's never something I like wanted to complain about. But, yeah. um, and I think it was almost to my detriment because... I didn't really talk about how hard it was and I kind of kept it in and I think it just kind of eats away at you and anyway. Well, and it makes you feel like you're the only one having a hard time because no one else is going to tell you it's hard for them unless you're telling them too. I had kind of the same situation Mm -hmm. too. Yep, yep, exactly. And um, so after hours and hours, I finally started pushing and, oh, sorry, back up. I got an epidural, not like kind of against my will, but they said... So it looks like it could end up being a C-section. And if you don't have an epidural or anything hooked up, we'll just have to do a spinal block or general anesthesia if something's going wrong. And I I didn't feel like they were trying to scare me, but I was just really bugged about the whole thing. (laughs) And I was in pain and I was tired and I had a fever and all those things. And so um, I ended up getting the epidural and the anesthesiologist walked in and was like, geez, most women are excited to see me. (laughs) I was just really grumpy about it. Yeah. So I signed the thing. He was saying kind of annoying things, and uh, he, it probably wasn't really annoying. I was just pregnant and in the exhausted. moment, well, <laughs> yeah. giving birth in the moment. Yeah, yeah. but um, he just anyway. So I signed the thing, get the epidural. A couple hours later, I'm complete. So it whooshed it by. It was great in that way. It served its purpose. It was great. Like it was an, a great tool to have, and I'm so grateful how it went. But. I pushed for three and a half hours and the doctor's like, it's probably going to be a C-section oh and gosh. just prepare yourself for that. And I had one nurse that said, he is coming so close to coming out. I think that you can get him out. And it just gave me that extra oomph. And he was born after three and a half oh, hours like of pushing. Oh, like pushed for three and a half yeah. hours. That I have never exhausting. pushed longer than like 20 minutes. <laughs> and amazing. I'm always shocked when people say, yeah. I don't know how I could endure that. <laughs> yeah, like well, physically, like yeah. so hard. Even with an epidural, like it's just yeah. so hard. And I didn't, push the button once it came so I think they kind of felt like I like oh she has an epidural but by that point it had been so long and I hadn't pushed the button I could feel things and I'm like oh, I probably should like but I was grateful because I wanted that in the first place yeah anyway that was a long story so I'll move to the second one um she was induced and it was my first unmedicated birth so mm-hmm. um I had the Pitocin and we did that unmedicated that was the vocal birth. Which I was, <laughs> well, I I was going to say, she was induced and it was yeah, the faulty intense. epidural. And I think like but a doable. lot of the, doable, mm-hmm. but yeah, then a lot of the nurses were saying like, these mm-hmm. contractions would be a lot easier to deal with if mm-hmm. you didn't have the Pitocin. Yeah. yeah. And it does, I think it just doesn't, you don't get the natural break that sometimes you could have. I don't know. Um, then to my third, I decided 
I didn't want to have an epidural or Pitocin if I could help it. Mm-hmm. And just um, had my membrane stripped, kind of tried a few more of the natural ways. Um, but that's what I chose to do uh, with that baby. And it was uh, probably, I love all of my births, but that was the most calm, zened out, spiritual, mm-hmm. amazing birth. And it just was awesome. So I loved that. Um, I did have just the hip lock, which we can talk about later. Um, it's the IV that's in your hand that is hooked up just in case, but there was nothing really flowing through it. So I was having to drink water during, and um, but there was no Pitocin or anything. And then our fourth, same kind of story, um, except I kind of got stuck. And I don't know if that's the right word to use, um, stuck, but I was at a four or five for a long, long time but I felt like I was in transition and all of a sudden I went to the bathroom. I walked down the hallway, came back to the bed and I said, I'm pushing. And nobody really believed me because they're like, she's just a five, you know, it's okay. Just don't push. And then someone moved my robe over and her head was out. And so (sighs) everyone starts running out of the room, trying to get some help in there. And, um, my friend who was my nurse ran in and caught her and, that Wait, that's Sarah, math. what does in transition mean? Oh, oh yeah, I'm sorry. For those that are... Yes, yes. Okay, so... Newbies like me. There's different uh, stages. So um, a transition generally is referred to about seven to eight centimeters. It's right when your body is getting ready to push. It's that final stage of like, dilation to 10 centimeters. And um, there are a lot of symptoms that can come with it. Sometimes it can get really intense Usually if a mom is starting to be more vocal or um, shaky or sometimes panicked or um, if you start hearing things like, I can't do this, I don't think I can do this, that's a really good sign that transition is near um, or happening. Oh, the thought of... (laughs) Yeah, no, transition. (laughs) It's a joke. It's the, I don't know, it's that last leg of a marathon. Yeah, totally. And it is intense, but then... Um, even during uh, uh, pushing, sometimes you can have those, the contractions will kind of slow down and you have a little bit more of a break in between. So transition really is that really, really intense part. Generally, everybody's can be a little bit different, but that's usually how it's known. Um, And then our fifth baby, uh, same thing, kind of had my membrane stripped. uh, And then tried to not have Pitocin and then eventually it was so long. It was like having a first labor all over again with our fifth and ended up getting some Pitocin and like partway through and then she came out. <laughs> and so all of us have had all of our births at hospitals, right? Mm-hmm. Any, yeah. You haven't done a home birth? I haven't done a home birth. I've been to home births, um, but I have not had my own at a home. Do you think that's a, like something you'd ever want to do? Um, personally, it's not for me, but I have friends who absolutely love it and would never do it any other right. way. I have friends like that too. Yeah. Well, and I have a friend yeah. that like literally when she goes into labor, yes. it's coming out. So she it's has almost to prepare. safer for her to do yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or be, yeah. I wouldn't say be induced because we were just talking about how everyone has their own opinions, but yeah, yeah it's, I think it's so individual, but um, I don't, I have my own reasons, like both health wise and just anxiety wise I guess yeah, in my own mind same. why I wouldn't but I think for some people it's a great option so so what made us all decide like what kind of births we wanted like 
what made you decide that you wanted to do natural births or that you wanted to get an epidural or whatever? And what made us decide whether we wanted like a doctor or a midwife? Do you, I mean, you mm-hmm. go first. Okay. Um, I've had OBs for all of mine. Uh, I would, I would totally be open to midwife if I wasn't so attached and in love with my OBs. <laughs> and I don't know, that was just kind of what I was comfortable with from the beginning and stuck to it. Um, and further than that too, I didn't have a doula or anything with our first couple and then kind of eased into that too. So, um, but I don't know. I, I don't like being numb. I will say that, uh, being unmedicated appealed to me because I hate not being able to use my legs or Mm -hmm. being numb. I just, it gives me a panic attack, which totally happened with her first. They gave me the epidural and then I started trying to kick my legs up. I'm like, I can't move my legs. I can't feel my legs. They're I like, yep, that's legs. what it does. Yeah, they're like, that's kind of the point. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt, you know, frozen when Olaf's like, I can't feel my legs. And that happened. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was me. It was just, <laughs> <laughs> You're like having flashbacks. For- <laughs> yeah, I did. It was so embarrassing. But I just didn't, I don't like that sensation. I maybe am a little bit of a control freak over my own body. And I just was mm. like, I have to use I have to have function over my, my mm-hmm. limbs. I need to be yeah. able to move around. Or mm-hmm. if there's a fire in the hospital, I need to run away. <laughs> yeah. So I can see that. Dumb things like that, which obviously is not going to happen. I just, my, my mind was crazy and hormonal and I just needed That's that. my mind right now. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. I may or may have not thought there was a bomb threat in the McDonald's <laughs> play place yesterday and he was just vaping. So, you know. <laughs> I wish that story was safe. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, our poor mom anxiety mind. It's like the worst ever. <laughs> the cough attack. <clears throat> That's amazing. I love that though, but I feel like the more, like when I first had my baby, my very first baby, I felt like I didn't know anything. So it was just like, oh, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like my mom had an epidural. I'll have an, you know, totally. like I just didn't know. Totally. And so you just kind of do what you grew up with yeah 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 Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at too is like I want to help people like me who because my sister's a doula and when I was just going through these deliveries I wasn't totally prepared for she was there and she was like I don't know the only reason that I made it through (laughs) her and my amazing nurse and so that's what made me be like okay I want to help women through this too but I think it's like we just need more help in these situations and I think it, it does need to be more readily available and more information out there which is kind of our goal here um so obs why did you choose or not choose whatever a doctor versus a midwife or choose to um for me it came down to I just have different health problems that I felt like doctors have been researching as of late and so I felt like I I don't know, I kind of trust a doctor over a midwife in that department because they have researched my blood issue. So that's kind of why. Health reasons. Yeah, I mean, I think my, I don't know, I kind of prefer the doctor to just kind of take over and be like, okay, we're going to do this, this, and this, and like decide for me. Uh, Didn't you have a midwife? She's been both. That's kind of why I chose. Okay, okay. Okay. So I will say just really quickly with that, OBS is that, I think all the midwives I've interacted with have been really good about stepping out when they feel like they've reached their what they're comfortable with, which has been awesome. So I've loved all the midwives that I've been able to interact with. Yeah, um, I was at a birth where 
it there were some really scary situations and she went out and got the doctor in the hallway and mm-hmm. brought yeah. him in and yeah. um he took over and even for him it was really scary and so like i think they're really good about staying in their lane their lane kind of and so um i've had really really great and positive experiences with midwives doing that um so that's been good i've loved seeing that and so they've been great and they're they are more they're they tend to be in there a little bit more with you they're more well and i just think they're able to like the doctors tend to have just like a really stacked schedule totally and they just because of time aren't as able to be as attentive so yeah, I went to um, a clinic that has both midwives and OBs. Mm-hmm. And so throughout my all three births, I've worked with both midwives and OBs. And um, my first delivery was a midwife because that was who could come <laughs> from the clinic mm-hmm. to do it. And that was a really great experience because she was really um, like attentive to my feelings like mm-hmm. my gut feelings and my intuitions that mm-hmm. I was having and everything too and I really loved that and she helped me make a lot of decisions based on I don't know that gut <laughs> that intuition versus just like the medical reasons for deciding things my decision about natural versus or I mean medicated versus unmedicated um I wanted to do unmedicated Um, but with my first, it was like, I got induced and it was almost that thing where it was my first experience and everyone was telling me like, there's no way you're going to be able to make it through an induction without an epidural. And I was like, okay. I've heard that a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, then it was faulty. My epidural was faulty. So, um, it was spotty. It was like parts of me were numb and parts weren't. And then by the time I was pushing, it was gone. So it was, um, a really interesting birth experience and kind of like I don't know I would almost say my most traumatic just because I wasn't prepared and I didn't know what was going on (laughs) and like yeah Pitocin hurts so um and then my second one I literally was in denial that I was even in labor because I wasn't induced and so the the contractions did feel less intense and so I was almost like are these contractions? Because I didn't know what to compare it right. to. You just had and a so, more intense baseline. Yeah. And so I like didn't really feel the need to get one until I was in that transition moment. And then I was like, holy crap, I need one. And then that one was spotty too. So I, I guess it wasn't really like a choice of mine to have it be that way, obviously. And then with her, I just, I got it when I started. I was induced with her and I asked for the epidural when it when I was far enough along that it was hurting really bad and then it just never kicked in at oh all gosh. and so that was just not also not did they tell choice. you why, why they think that no happened? I mean like she said like it happens that's what she said she's like it just happens and with your history with them being spotty and stuff like it could just be some type of like block that your body has your or something sp- like spine is but weird shape <laughs> I remember that moment when like she came in and I was still feeling everything and we were in transit well we're past transition I was like almost fully I was fully complete and I was like screaming and I was like can you please fix this and she was like well when the baby's out it won't hurt anymore and I like I just remember that like I just that moment is just so clear in my head where I just realized like oh okay like I have no choice I have to do it now so did that make you feel more helpless or stronger stronger 
Like I was like, okay, there's almost like that feeling of like, I have no choice, so I have to do it. That made, gave me so much more strength to do it. Yeah. So moms have that crazy ability. I think. Yeah. Hey mamas, as part of birth week, we are doing an amazing giveaway with Undercover Mama. You know those super cool house dresses that you wear from pregnancy to way beyond? They are basically the best thing ever, and we are going to be giving one lucky winner $50 shop credit to Undercover Mama. So head over to our Instagram account at the.mamahood to find the details to this giveaway. And I'll give you a hint, one of the steps to enter is going to be screenshotting this episode or another one and sharing it to your Instagram stories and tagging us in it. So happy entering. Okay, back to the show. Okay, I want to know what, like, did you do any programs or trainings during your pregnancy in order to, like, which which ones do you recommend? Like, did you do hypno babies? You know, there's a few that are out there that maybe moms would... Mm -hmm. Be good to. Oh my gosh. I feel like, okay, so I feel like a lot of it is personality driven. Like, uh, let's see, the Bradley method is very um, partner intensive. So if you have a partner that wants to be involved and you guys are, it's more of a like coach based thing, Bradley's great for that. Um, I know people that have done that. Hypno babies, I've had uh, people have great success with that. I liked hypno birthing, um, but it kind of, I kind of mixed it with my own. Um, I don't know. I feel like just after several births, I kind of mixed it with what worked for me. Yeah. So it's not pure hypnobirthing. Um, I went to a, a couple of those or classes based on that. Um, uh, yeah. So I went to a Curtis Methods class, which was great. Um, I don't know. So there's a ton of different things out there. And anything that I either teach or talk about is kind of just a mixture of everything that I've learned, but also more that I've experienced. So going back to the other question, I think I was just going to say that in my doula work, when I'm helping a mom through labor, I think it's less what I learned in the class and more, oh yeah, I know what that feels like. And this is what helped me. Cause you've been there and yeah. we can just try it out. But the class and the training was great and amazing in the sense that it, what worked for me might not work for that mom. And so I have a bunch of other things in my toolkit that can help that mom. Does that make sense? So it's just kind of a broader or a more broad picture of techniques for everybody. So where would you tell like a first time mom if they're wanting to give birth unmedicated? What's like, where where would you guide them? Or where would, where would you direct them? Yeah, where would you tell them to go or what would? Okay. Or what to research, you know? Yeah, Yeah, I would definitely say, like use those keywords like unmedicated birth, um, I own unmedicatedbirth.com. So if you go there, it'll go to my website. Wow. <laughs> you do? Yeah, that's kind of fun. But I'm not saying you have to go to my website, but, but you can. Maybe you should. Yeah. <laughs> no. Because uh, you have a lot of videos about different techniques and stuff that are helpful. Yeah, I do have a ton of videos on that, but um, not just my channel, but um, YouTube is an amazing place to learn a lot of things. So that wasn't around when I was having our first few babies. I didn't even have a YouTube account I didn't you know what I mean I just didn't wasn't I still involved don't have a YouTube account. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything about YouTube yes. but, but YouTube is now a huge search engine so if you um, type in Google whatever you're trying to learn um, you I would be specific so be like breathing techniques for labor or 
um, you can type in something really specific like that you're worried about. So one of my videos that I did not expect to get any like, I thought people were going to be like, that was really dumb. Uh, it's pooping during childbirth. And apparently people are really worried about it and interested yeah. <laughs> in no, it. So, really. Everybody so is, yeah. you can literally type in anything you want and somebody else who's had that experience or who has knowledge about it um, will pop up. So you have nine months to research all yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. And I love that too. You don't have to follow one specific yeah. thing for the, I kind of felt like yeah. that. I was like, okay, am I going to do this method or, you know, like yep. I love that you can yeah. kind of pick I and put yourself anything. in a box for sure. Let's dive. I want to dive back into what we were talking about where every birth is natural. Mm-hmm. Every birth is a natural delivery because I feel like there are certain stigmas behind doing, having an unmedicated birth versus medicated versus having a C-section. Um, and this really exists in this culture, like women coming out of a really beautiful birth experience, but then feeling this twinge of like maybe guilt or shame mm-hmm. or something because it didn't go, they didn't do a quote unquote natural birth. Mm-hmm. Like what, I mean, let's yeah, just talk about like that for a second. Fad? Like, do you think, do you think people want to do it because that's like the, the cool thing to do? Um, I would say, I really hope not, <laughs> but I'm sure that there are. So I say that because what's right for somebody else isn't, might not be right for you. It's just like um, eating habits, like everybody and their individualized way to their optimal like health is totally different. So um, I don't even know if that's a good example, but it's, no, it is. it's so individual. So is it like trendy maybe, or like if you see your favorite Instagram or a YouTuber went unmedicated, like maybe you want to do it because you mm-hmm. think it's cool. But if it's not for you, it's like, not for you. Do I think anybody can do it and anybody's strong enough to do it? Yes, absolutely. Because I mean, Aubrey has openly said, like, I don't want to feel the pain. I'm a baby. She said these words and I'm like, no, you're not. (laughs) You're not a baby. You can do it. And you did it. You got through it. So if you're put in that position where it comes down to it and your epidural fails or whatever else, you can do it. Don't be afraid. Like, I know a lot of this talk can be kind of scary, but you are strong enough and empowered enough to do this. And what do you say to that mom who's like, who's had an epidural or had a C-section or something and just feels like, oh, I, I, it was a cop out or I didn't do like, well, I, I wasn't as strong or right. whatever, you know? I've heard that and I don't understand. I, I get it, but it makes me so sad because I just can't understand how they could, I, I sorry, I take that back. I do understand how they could feel that way because just of either their own paradigm or societal pressures or whatever or they, they quote unquote, perceive. gave up. Yes. Like, yeah. Yes. Uh, there's no right way to have a baby, no wrong way to have a baby. As long as everybody, you know, as long as you're taking into consideration the health of baby and mom, then mm-hmm. I think you do you. Um, but I, it doesn't make you less strong. No way. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I've ended up having to get the epidural with her first. And I think it's the greatest thing ever. I, think that it was made for situations like that where my body did not want to progress and had we been in pioneer times I don't know what would have happened I'm so grateful for that but are you mm-hmm. kidding me and um c-section I think c-section moms are stinking brave yeah um I agree I would was, way rather not go through that yeah. like and not because I think it's less but because I think it's 
crazier like hard like I just I like, can't imagine See, and I like wanted c-sections like really? I was like I just want them to I don't want to go through labor <laughs> yeah, like I just yeah. want them to like dive in get That's them out so call yeah. good. I I like I in nursing school I saw c-sections and saw c-section scars that went awry and I was like oh my gosh you were just scared nope. by it yeah I don't like I just those moms so much mad respect for them doing like that's a huge sacrifice for your child to go through like major surgery like that and I wish they would look at it that way more instead of feeling like ashamed or like it wasn't a real real delivery you know and I think that's kind of what I was trying to say too is where it's like how can you not see how I see you like that is amazing what you just did is amazing so yeah and I can I can totally see the psychology behind that and how it would be hard especially if it's not how you wanted it to go but holy cow, you just brought a baby into the world. There's so much to be proud of just for that. I know. (laughs) So what if someone wants to find a doula? What would your advice be there? Do you think doula, you should get a doula or like what are the benefits or how would you go about finding one? So there are a lot of benefits. Obviously, I mean, I am one, but <laughs> no, I, so I'm, I'm going to have a positive outlook. So I'm going to have like a positive feeling towards it, but I've had births without it too. And you can totally get through without a doula. Um, but there have been proven studies where um, there's been less intervention, less medical, medical intervention with a doula and um, lower C-section rate with a doula. Um, lower anxiety for Mm. mom and partner and just kind of everybody in the room. (laughs) It's nice to sometimes have a liaison who is at least familiar with the birth experience. So, well, we hope this episode has helped you to get some insight since our births were all very different. We know that there's no right or wrong way to do birth, like Sarah said, and often we need to hear others' experiences in order to truly form an opinion. So we hope this helped Um, those of you who are trying to make some birth related decisions and didn't just confuse you more from all of our different experiences, but I think Sarah is the one, Sarah's the one, I mean, she has so much good information and I, I like, I, now I want to go have another baby with all this information. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll have a lot more birth episodes. We'll talk about funny birth stories, birth complications, more midwife doula conversations, hospital bags, a whole nine yards. So check back with us in the coming months to hear more on this topic and more from our girl, Sarah. Thanks guys. And Sarah, so where fun. can they find you? Oh, I am on Instagram at the dainty pair, D-A-I-N-T-Y P-E-A-R. <laughs> you, she can't spell. I don't know why I just spelled it out. No, I stopped myself. Pain. I'm like, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we love you. Because yeah. <laughs> you can spell. <laughs> Sometimes. Uh, or YouTube, Sarah the Nainty Pair. And speaking of unmedicated, she is launching an ebook, right? Tell us a little yes. bit about that real quick. Um, it's just called Unmedicated Birth for the Modern Woman. And yeah, it's launching this summer sometime uh just putting finishing touches on it but I maybe this is a whole nother topic too but I feel like um one of the reasons I love doing what I do is because for the mom who is more mainstream and does like to birth with an OB or a midwife in a hospital setting or uh, or at home but is like not full-on hippie um if that's not you then I felt like there was really limited information for that mom um, who maybe wanted to do it but felt silly being in a hospital doing that. So um, it doesn't have to just be for hospital births, but the modern woman is kind of like the more mainstream woman who likes to shave her legs or, you know what I mean? It's not <laughs> yeah. full on nature, natural, everything. So 
um well i think that's a really important too. group to speak to like yeah. to to have something for i mean that would include mm-hmm. me at some points too and like there, there really isn't that much out there for that person so yeah and i that's think amazing. the more natural moms like knew already knew that that was an option right you know what right so um the the home birthers tried and true who've been doing it forever like they they know that's an option but the mom that like aubrey was saying just grew up with all of her family having epidurals and that's kind of what she did that's kind of um our audience with this but yeah to just give more knowledge out there that's awesome you're cool sarah thanks (laughs) 